Hi, and welcome to our devotions. We hope you will find this a time to be restful and peaceful and spend a little time with God. Let us begin with music. Our scriptures reading for today is, uh, comes to us from Isaiah 61, verses 1 through 9. Hear now the word of the Lord. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to bring good news to the oppressed, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and release to the prisoners to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to provide for those who mourn in Zion, to give them a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the mantle of praise instead of a faint spirit. They will be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord to display his glory, They shall build up the ancient ruins. They shall raise up the former devastations. They shall repair the ruined cities, the devastations of many generations. Strangers shall stand and feed your flocks. Foreigners shall till your land and dress your vines. But you shall be called priests of the Lord. You shall be named ministers of our God. You shall enjoy the wealth of the nations and in their riches you shall glory. Because their shame was double, and dishonor was proclaimed as their lot, therefore they shall possess a double portion. Everlasting joy shall be theirs. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrongdoing. I will faithfully give them their recompense, and I will make an everlasting covenant with them. Their descendants shall be known among the nations, and their offspring among the peoples. All who see them shall acknowledge that they are a people whom the Lord has blessed. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. 
May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, my overly creative mind always likes to uh, bring what I just read in the Bible to today's world whenever possible, just to make me feel a little bit closer to what this is all saying. Isaiah feels like an eternity away, it seems sometimes. So I couldn't help myself from thinking that the few verses, the first few verses of Isaiah 61, they read a little bit like the bio you would read on the Messiah's website nowadays or the LinkedIn page if you wanted to find out more info on who is this Messiah and what is his job description. And this, uh, this is where you can see all the work that Jesus will do for us, what he's committed to, which causes he will take on, and how he will make things better for those who bring him on board. But it is written so beautifully he is here to bring good news to the oppressed and to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and release the prisoners, to comfort those who mourn and give them a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the mantle of praise instead of a faint spirit. If someone applied for a job with the promise of work to be done, like this one, I think we would not hesitate to hire, would we? In our modern day, who is the oppressed? My mind jumps to countries far removed where we do witness terrible things happening on the news. And of course, we have plenty of racial injustice here too. And we've seen some progress over the decades and decades, and uh, we've seen some good efforts, but we know that we're far away from getting all the things right. We see this in the news every day. What image comes to your mind when you hear about being oppressed? With more deep thinking, I realize that it's not just them. It can speak to us too. I realize that I have never experienced oppression by harsh powers that reduce me to nothing. So I want to use my words carefully. Some people live through terrible oppression and I am not comparing situations. We do live in paradise. We are happy people. We have so, so much and we are far from making it to the world news as an oppressed people. But if you think about it, we have also created a world for ourselves that demands a lot. People are just suffering in different ways. And I'm going to use a synonym that seems a little less harsh than oppression. I'm going to use the word crushed. I have, see, I have yet to go on a mission trip, but whenever people talk to me about their mission work in underdeveloped countries, they always report that in the end, they were ministered to from the people they went to help. They observed a way of life that is much different than what we experience. And they often felt that they received more than they got to provide in terms of help and comfort to the ones who are in need. Many talk about this genuine joy that is felt in these people that have little, a deep, deep joy 
that perhaps we don't experience so much here because we sometimes can be crushed by the responsibilities of living in a first world country. We're crushed by our work schedules, the stock market, the daily routine of after school activities for kids, college costs, the payments that need to be made to too many things that are supposed to make our lives easier as long as we work more hours to be able to afford them. Even while we are blessed with abundance of food and housing and material things, we are expected to produce a lot in return. And of course, not everyone feels this way. But I think of my husband and I, we certainly had some stressful early years with our children, having so much to pay for while trying to keep up with the Joneses and the cars, the house payment, the gas saving for college and all that. There were years where it seems like there were very few moments of deep, deep joy, although we never uh, had to worry about having enough money to do the groceries or anything like that. But we were overwhelmed sometimes by trying to keep up. While it doesn't seem like I would want to trade my place with those who struggle to find their next meal, I also forget how the pressures of life, many of them unnecessary, can lead people who otherwise seem to have everything feel a little bit crushed by so much pressure. Societal responsibilities can be demanding. And honestly, I want this verse to apply to me too. Not just to those in the far distance who have much less and who live under terrible rulers. I want the gospel to teach us who have so much to let go of the outside environment and pressures of the world so we can focus on Jesus more. Be more peaceful, be more joyful. We're just distracted by so many things. And then the next promise from Jesus is binding the brokenhearted. Most of us, I imagine, have been heartbroken by some event, grief, a failed relationship, whether it's in the family or a lover or friendship or sometimes even work or moving away from a beloved place. Isn't it comforting in some strange way to know that hearts have been broken through the ages. That is the basic part of human nature, loving with a full heart, a love that sometimes ends, then the sorrow and pain come with it. And it helps me to understand that a broken heart might not be quite right for some long time, for actually a long time, but by the grace of God with time, it heals itself and it opens itself up again to be vulnerable and to see the beauty of life. The Messiah promises to proclaim liberty to the captives and release the prisoners. Again, in our days, prison is not just a building. Sin is a prison. We may be held captive by addiction, by superficial needs that crowd our judgment in our lives. We all can be held captives by all kinds of things. Freedom comes through the forgiveness that God graciously gives us, and we release ourselves from difficult challenges of life. Under the leadership of the Messiah, we need not to be under any other ruler.
I love especially the part about comforting those who mourn, that he will give them a garland instead of ashes, the mantle of praise instead of a faint spirit. And it's interesting to think that today, we continue to comfort those who mourn with flowers. It is such an enduring act of love. The Messiah came to earth to do all these things proclaimed in Isaiah. And as his baptized children, we seek to continue this work throughout the world. It is for us with the spirit moving through us to share the gospel, to bring people to God, to realize how much Christ sacrificed for us so that we would know all these things and to prepare us for the kingdom of heaven. Whether we are oppressed, heartbroken, captive, or in mourning, we receive the healing touch of the Messiah and we seek those who are also in need, all while looking up to Christ, the head of the body, the ruler of the church and of life eternal. Let us pray. We give you thanks, O Lord, for centuries-old writings that are still so relevant today, for the humanity that still has the same basic needs through the ages. Be with us as we seek to show your love and walk in your footsteps. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.